The Money Show. Other people's money. Other people's money this evening. It's where we talk to people who are in the public eye, people who are well-known, uh, people who are familiar to you, and we chat to them about money, their attitude towards money, how they've made it, with the many mistakes when making it. Um, do they have any bad money habits? Always my favorite question. Those sorts of things. That's what we're talking about this evening with Duncan McLeod. Now, Duncan McLeod is the founder and editor of Tech Central, but for many, many years, you were just a regular hack. Weren't you, Duncan McLeod? Now you're a special kind of hack, but you were just a regular hack. Was it Business Day or Financial <laughs> Mail? Was it both 20 years ago? What were you doing 20 years ago when I first sort of stumbled across you in, um, in print? 20 years ago, Bruce, uh, yeah, I was at the Financial Mail. Uh, I joined there in 1997 under the editorship of Peter Bruce at the time. And uh, yeah, I stayed there for, I think it was about 14 years. Uh, until until around 2008, 2009, when I decided uh, it was time to strike out on my own. My view at the time was the print media was in a lot of trouble. Um, probably took a bit longer than I expected to uh, to get into that trouble. Um, but I figured the future was online and there was an opportunity at that stage, I think particularly in the tech space, because uh, I think tech advertisers were more uh, keen to advertise online than perhaps other industries. So I thought there was an opportunity to, to strike up my own and, and start my adventure, which is what I did back then. So it's been going for about 12, 13 years now. Wow, it's a mess. <laughs> Hasn't time flown? Um, when it comes to, 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 to journalism, though, I mean, was, were you writing about technology back then? Were you doing financial journalism on mm. companies and results? What were you writing about? It was quite, uh, it was quite a nice job at the FM, actually, because uh, you get to cover so much. Uh, it it was it was company results indeed, um, and uh, I think back then there was the the magazine had a significant number of journalists covering the financial beat. Unfortunately, I think times are a bit tougher these days in the media industry. Um, but back then, it allowed you to spend a lot of time actually digging into company balance sheets and income statements, and it really did help me a lot learn about companies and learn about accountancy, which has never been my strong suit. Um, uh, through that process, so it was a it was a very good learning experience. But yeah, you know, analyzing companies, uh, but covering everything. Um, you know, when I when I joined the FM, the dot com bubble was in the process of inflating. Uh, so there, there was that, and then reporting on the the aftermath, the, the dot bomb that followed in two thousand and one and two thousand and two, um, and then and then of course the rise of uh, the rise of the internet uh, over the last twenty years has been a phenomenal story to watch. Um, and, and more recently, uh, an area I'm getting particularly excited about is uh, cryptocurrency. Oh and dear, the that another one. Another one. Another one. Another one, I'm afraid, Bruce, yes. No, no, it's good. <laughs> no, no, it's very good. I was amazed by how much crypto there was actually in Davos. And you don't really notice it usually because Davos is so big and bustly. Mm. But now, because it was far less bustly um, in the spring edition of Davos this year, there was quite a lot of crypto presence and a lot of people discussing it very seriously. We'll, we'll get there. Um, now, you, you covered the, the boom and the bust of the, of the bubble. But a person who's reading the Internet life cycle perhaps a little better than you is a young man in the United States, and he's starting a bookshop on the internet uh, called Jeff Bezos. So yeah. you're watching the likes of Jeff Bezos and saying, this guy believes he can sell books almost anywhere, and books are like a good thing to sell. They don't, go, they don't rot, they don't fall apart, they are, are timeless objects, many of them. So therefore, yeah, maybe if it works for books, perhaps content on the internet, this wonderful invention might work just as well. 
Indeed, indeed. Um, I think uh, I think content has proved to be a, a little more difficult. Uh, monetizing it is, uh, <laughs> as you know, Bruce, sure. it's a challenge. Um, but you know, there are different models. Um, you know, uh, I think going into a publishing venture online is is, is certainly not the way to uh, to wealth and, and fortune. Um, but um, I, I didn't do it for the money. I did it because I was passionate about it. I I'm passionate about technology. I've always loved computers. Been playing with them since I was about four or five years old, if not younger than that. Um, and uh, writing about them was always a was always a, a natural thing, I think, for me to do. I, I studied journalism, um, but uh, my passion was always in tech. Um, so I kind of combined my two passions, I suppose: writing and technology. Um, and uh, still thoroughly and thoroughly enjoying it thirty years on. Um, are you uh, are, are you still flying solo? Have you managed to grow a team? Have you got a a squad of people who work with you now? We've got a very good uh, sales and CRM team, I must tell you. Um, good. We are we are looking to expand our editorial uh, base. Uh, um, uh, I'm actually actively looking for tech journalist talent. So uh, anyone listening to this who uh, <laughs> is interested in a career, please uh, give me a call. I'd be keen to talk to you. Um, but yes, we are expanding. We're growing, um, and we've got big things planned for the year ahead. Okay, well, that's nice to hear. I mean, it suggests that advertising support remains fairly robust. And as you say, technology companies mm. have always been the ones who have been keen to sort of support the growth of internet reportage and stuff. And I mean, from the days of the booms of EOH and others, I think there's been a steady stream of people wanting to put the messages out. Exactly. Um, and I think that um, I think that the tech industry has always been and, and, and still is at the forefront of and, and leading the the shift to online, um, uh, you know, I think that uh, I think the rest of the industry is also moving. has moved on, made ma- major strides in the last uh, ten years. So, um, I mean, we've seen you look at you see it in the numbers. You see the shift in in advertising from uh, traditional media to to new media, as as they used to call it, um, on, online onto the internet. So, I think that trend is is going to continue. Um, but I think in the in the tech space, people just fully understand. You know, if you if you're going to if you're going to do marketing, most of your budget's going to going to go to the internet. And it's a fundamentally different proposition. I mean, going from writing for a publication with a management structure and with a sales team and everything else to go into mm. doing your own thing. It must have been a huge leap for you. I think you know very few people appreciate just how significant a shift it is to take your profession and turn your profession into a business. They kind of think, well, it's a logical extension, but that's a fundamentally different discipline. It is, yeah, and journalists aren't necessarily um, good business people. Um, and I'm not saying, I'm by, by any stretch of the imagination, am I uh, uh, an excellent businessman? Um, so I sort of kind of had to learn as I went along. Um, as I mentioned earlier, my, my accounting skills are pretty poor but you rely on uh, you rely on 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 third parties you you learn uh, when you have to do a vat submission you you just you just you just have to make it up as you go along and figure it out uh, um so initially yeah the, the learning curve was was very steep but you you, you learn on you lean on people and uh, uh you, you you get help and um yeah initially it's it's tough but uh, have, I, I would never you... I don't think I'd ever go back and work in a corporate again Okay, well, that's an interesting point. Okay, so there, there's the big breakthrough. You work for yourself. It has its ups and downs. I hope you paid your VAT for this uh, this particular VAT cycle because that was that's due now. Um, but just give me a sense yes, of it then. Yes, really in, <laughs> in terms of 
the the fact that had you stayed as an employee in mainstream media versus going out on your own, are you mm. financially better off having done that? Do you think? Yes, I think I am. Um, uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, um, yeah, the short answer to that is yes, I am. Okay, which is good. Um, and then it, it then justifies the end, justifies the means, as long as you haven't aged too much in the process. <laughs> Courtesy of, <laughs> of that, running it. That, 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 that is the difficulty. I mean, especially running a small operation, um, you, you, it is difficult to take leave. You, the stress levels are certainly higher than if you were working for an established publication and, and uh, um, you're, not, you're not running all the, the various disparate parts of a business. So it's, certainly the, the stress levels are higher. Uh, probably am grayer now than um, I would have been if I'd uh, if I'd stayed employed at a at an established publication. But um, again, um, I, don't, I don't think I'd go back and do it anything any, any differently because um, it's it's been quite a quite an enjoyable ride, even if uh, it has been quite stressful at times. Have you been good about paying yourself? Because so often people who go into their own businesses go, well, I'm going to put money into this business and one mm-hmm. day I'm going to have an asset that I can sell and that's going to be my retirement fund one day. Have you been good about paying yourself, taking money out of the business and investing it for you rather than I have. building just the business? I have actually. And uh, Tech Central has been quite profitable in that um, it has it, sorry, been quite uh, uh, fortunate in that it's been profitable from day one. And has never made a loss. Um, wow. I, I've never not paid this myself a salary, um, and I have uh, I have put away money into a nest egg uh, every month for the last twelve to thirteen years without fail. So um, I know not all entrepreneurs can boast of that, and 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 some entrepreneurs, many entrepreneurs, probably go through a go through a much more difficult cycle than I've been through. So fortunate from that regard. In that regard. Um, I've always been very conservative about money, um, very careful about getting into debt. Um, and um, I, I think it's, it's, it's um, you know, it's, 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 it's paid off. Um, I, um, I've always been very reluctant to, uh, to spend too much uh, to, to, you know, buy a luxurious car or, or a big house, etc. Um, so I've always been very conservative in that respect. And, and that's carried across into the business as well. Um, although we have just uh, we have just bought uh, new offices, which was a, a big decision. You bought um, offices, and we bought offices. Yeah, we. Uh, I decided that uh, uh, I mulled it over um, and decided that it was a better route to go than um, paying rent and um, effectively throwing that money away every month. So no, that's, we have that's, an asset that's prop- so so interesting because in the world of tech, and you would think people in the world of tech were in this new frame of mind of work from home and remote working, and you know when you need space, go to WeWork for a bit and rent a room, and if you need a boardroom, <laughs> go and borrow a room and be flexible and all of that sort of stuff. You've actually bought physical space. That's an interesting thought process. Well, I see. Uh, the reason I did it was I see Tech Central being in the market for the long term. Um, you know, we're not a high, we're, we're, a, we're a media business. We've been we're fairly established now. Um, we're not planning to go anywhere. Um, you know, we're not a high risk startup who which might disappear in a year or two. Um, and um, I plan to carry on growing this business in the years ahead. And um, 
and we need some space uh, to do some cool stuff that we've got planned. Can't give away too much yet, um, but we're going to be uh, using the space to do some 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 really interesting stuff. Uh, and you've in been, the coming years, you've been so, yeah, yeah, you've been playing with multimedia. You've been trying different things. You do podcasts and you do all sorts of things all the time. And it, I suppose it is useful yeah. to have warm bodies you can draw into a room if you need a voice or a face to exactly. do something, and that so that's useful. Exactly, and um, yeah, I think you, you've you've hit the nail on the head in terms of where we where we're expanding. Um, so we're making some investments, and uh, yeah, I think there's uh, I think the journalism game is changing as well, and uh, it is becoming more multimedia. Um, and so we're directing our investments in that direction. Yeah, it's very very exciting. Have you always been good with money, though? Have you always had a, a firm head on your shoulders? Maybe not great on accounting, uh, but you seem to have mm. a good financial bent in terms of your ability to spot opportunities and to make a call at a point in a cycle where it is advantageous to you uh, to yourself. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've, I have a pretty poor history of investing in the stock market. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm, 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 I'm good from that. Good, at, you know, when it comes to to investment or making my own investment decisions. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. I think sometimes I'm too conservative. Um, you know, sometimes I, I, I am terrified of getting into debt. Into debt. And it's probably be a good thing, a good thing to 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 be in, especially in our current economic environment. Um, but yeah, I, I I guess it has helped. But I do sometimes think that perhaps if I'd been a little less risk averse, the business would be bigger than it is today. And who knows what might have happened if or, taken certain uh, decisions along the way, or we might be out of business. Yeah, precisely. Um, when it comes to to money, I mean, did you grow up with a little bit of money in the background? Did you have um, it's sort of something to fall back on. If it all went pear-shaped, could you phone mum or dad and go, help, can I come stay in the garage, please? Was it that kind of, <laughs> uh, that, that kind of arrangement? I, I've got no doubt they would have <laughs> they would have said, you're welcome to come and stay or uh, helped out that respect. But my parents were not particularly wealthy. They both uh, were public servants, in effect. They worked in the education system. Okay. Um, I grew up in Durban. My mum worked in the KwaZulu-Natal for the KwaZulu-Natal Education Department. Uh, she was a teacher of teachers, um, and my dad uh, was an engineer, uh, and he uh, he worked for ESCOM for many sorry not ESCOM for ISCOL for many years, um, and uh, before he went into into education, he was a lecturer, uh, passionate about uh, passionate about engineering. In fact, he had a, a doctorate in neural mathematics. So um, I didn't get my uh, I did not get my uh, intelligence from that intelligence from that side of the family. Let's put it that way. <laughs> What's what's the best money decision you've ever taken, other than going solo and building a business? In, anything else? What else have you done that has kind of worked out for you? Made money out of Bitcoin. Uh, did you? <laughs> um, I did. I, in fact, I I, uh, I put down a rather large deposit for my for my current car uh, through the profits I made out of uh, selling Bitcoin. Unfortunately, I had to sell it uh, twenty thousand dollars on the way up in the recent boom. Uh, which went all the way up to $69,000. So I got out far too soon, but I still did make a good profit because I got in at about $5,000. So four extra turn in, in a fairly short space of time. I did quite quite well of that, out of that. I wouldn't say it was my best uh, financial decision. I actually think my best financial decision is is um, is being uh, is being is, is is keeping out of debt and not getting into trouble. Um, being being conservative from 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 that aspect. Um, you would say that someone who's conservative shouldn't be playing around in cryptocurrency at, at all, um, but I, I do I do regard crypto as a bit of a, a little bit but like gambling, so I don't put much too much money into it. 
Uh, I am planning to, I've been out of it uh, since I sold my Bitcoin a couple of years ago, uh, but I am uh, I am watching crypto prices with a great deal of interest at the moment. And uh, I think I may dip my toes in again soon. I'm particularly interested in Ethereum. But as, do you see it uh, as a speculative play thing where oh, yeah. if you... If you lose a bit of money, well, bad luck. That was a nice bet. It was a fun thing to do. Mm. If you make some money, cash in fast. I mean, I, I was talking to somebody who is deeply involved in the world of crypto fairly recently, and I was thinking to myself, you sneaky blighter, look how rich you must be. And he admitted that, you know, when when he bought Bitcoin at $10 and went to 20 he made 100%, and so he sold. Yay, genius. Yeah. And then it went yeah. from 10000 yeah. to 20000 He sold. Genius. Um, and, and, you know, it's again this... Loving the technology, loving the, the 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 freedom of crypto and all of the things that it represents and stands for, but not quite trusting it quite enough to say this is where my old age pension is going to go one day. Exactly. No, you can't. You can't. Inv- you should not invest uh, more than you can afford to lose. Um, I think that's the, the motto here. Yeah, don't don't put fifty percent of your retirement savings into crypto because you're asking for trouble. But I do feel that this industry, increasingly, I feel that, that the, the crypto space um, is is ripe for some sort of massive growth. Um, I feel that, that crypto is kind of like the internet was in the early nineteen nineties, before the web browser came along and made made it easy for everyone to use and it and it started to take off. I, I kind of feel like we're at the same place now in the crypto space that this is going to have a, a massive impact in the decades ahead. It just has to. It's the next logical step. Um, you know, the free flow of money across the internet just seems like the next logical thing to do. Uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of disruption and turmoil along the way, and governments might try to shut it down, and, and it's going to get regulated, et cetera, et cetera. But it really does feel like we're, we're at the, in the very early days of, of a very significant revolutionary change. Uh, just like we were in in 1990, 1991, uh, uh, in the early days of the of the World Wide Web. Uh, I don't know what this future money is going to look like, but it, I feel like it's coming, and I, I want to be part of it. Tell me about the worst thing you've ever done. My favorite question of all time. When it comes to money, biggest mistake ever. Biggest mistake I've ever made with money. Um, there's nothing that, that jumps out jumps to the top of my head. I'm afraid, Bruce. Um, no, that's that's surprising maybe, because maybe, everybody's made a mistake. Maybe just, but maybe you're just spending too much on a on a car, which depreciates very quickly. Um, what are we talking uh, about? What kind of car yeah. are we talking about? Are we talking about a a large four by four? Are we talking about something sporty? Are we talking about something comfortable or something practical? What, I, what when you? I drive a very I drive quite a sporty car, which which consumes a. A large amount of petrol, which is probably oh not the thing to be oh thing to be driving uh, at the moment, especially with uh, the, the price of petrol possibly jumping to twenty five rand a litre later this week. Uh, so yeah, I um, I should probably buy an electric car, but they're also expensive as well. Um, I, I actually so really want. Yeah. They are twenty five percent. Something needs to something needs to shift there, but uh, you know I, I think uh, I think my next car will, will 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 definitely be an electric. It won't be a it won't be a Tesla or a or some high end luxury German sedan. But I am um, definitely going, leaning in the direction of going electric next time. Not just because of the high petrol price, but because um, hey, it's cool tech. There we go. Absolutely right, Duncan McLeod. Thank you, the founder and editor, Tech Central.